You are no longer part of the system. You are above the system, over it, beyond it. We're them, we're they. We are the brothers. Yo, DJ, You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. And you know this, man? Silent, oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Our mics are still on. How you do that? Hey, it's, um, it's Saturday. You know, we're back in the building. I just, you know, that's the biggest song I've ever heard. Seen. Yeah, heard <laughs> and seen. It's annoying at times, but uh, people like to hear it. Sorry. Children like to do it. Grown people like to do it. Rod's been pretty much scraping out Silento all day. <laughs> Shout out to Silento because he's he's doing it right now. He, hey, he has the juice. <laughs> yeah, you got the juice. <laughs> you got the juice, young man. Hey, man. Uh, anybody who's listening to this podcast, we need to do us a favor, man. Go to our Facebook page. It's titled The Brothers. Um, like it. Share it. Um, trying to get more listeners, more followers. Right now, sharing um, it. Yeah, so Earl is sharing it, probably inviting you if you're hearing it. He's inviting you to like our page and share our page. So uh, feel free to do it at your liberty if you enjoy what you hear. You enjoy the topics that we talk about. You just enjoy us three young African American gentlemen having a good time in the studio recording. If you enjoy that, hey. Well, it doesn't matter that we were African American. It does. No, I think it does. We do something positive. No, I'm proud to be no, an African American. It doesn't matter. African American. Yeah, it comes down to listeners. What? And uh, we don't. Oh, you sound like Shaq right now. now we, what if the what if the Caucasian people, Caucasian, what if they can't even say their name? What if they don't want to listen to us now? <laughs> well, we invite them. You to. said we were three African American boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Shaquille. Thank you for that oh, PSA. Man. We love everybody. Young African American boys, <laughs> you'll be my American boy. <laughs> Y'all think oh, it just man. be a silly today, but um, it's raining outside. Yeah, it's pouring out there. Shout out and prayers out to everybody um, in Mexico, in Mexico, man, no going time. through the storm, man. Um, I know we're not catching, we're just catching the aftermath, know, the, the, the light, mm. the light of the rain. You know, it's just yeah. Raining one of my here students tried to tell me about that. They were like, dude, it's gonna be like an F six. It's gonna be bigger than anything we ever seen before. <laughs> I said, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> I really didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, so seriously, you know. But it's tailed off a little bit as of this morning. It did tail off. It's still considered an F5 right now. Right. Um, but it did tail off a little morning. So, you know, prayers out and shout out to everybody out there. Definitely be safe. Even if you're you're on the road out here in Texas, uh, Louisiana, the Gulf, uh, be safe, you know, when you're driving. Use wisdom. Be cautious. Yes. If you don't have to go anywhere, please, you know, be as safe as you can. No. Netflix and chill. <laughs> See? See? See, he's vying for the out of life. Yeah, I've been week. hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> that Netflix will get you pregnant. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, hey, you know what's funny, though? And I don't know if it's that line or not, but they's really a condom brand. Y'all hear about that? No. It's called Netflix and Chill. Were you shopping in the aisle? No. <laughs> no I saw a little article online. I thought that was interesting, though. Uh-huh. I was but like, I mean, wow, they really made a condom brand for Netflix and chill. Because obviously, it's never just Netflix and chill anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna go there, but hey, but DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, before we hop into the topic, okay, I want to ask you, like, what? do you think that 
Because we've all been laughing about these whole hotline bling meme videos that's been going around, kind of mm-hmm. went viral. Do you think that hotline bling has the potential to do bigger numbers than Watch Me from Silento? No. Doesn't have the. I just, I just, I was on YouTube just now and I pulled up the Watch Me Whip and Nene video and it has 342 million views. So I don't really million views, people, and that's just on YouTube. That's not counting radio play because they probably play it five every five minutes. Um, so no, I, at this point in time, I don't see it because I mean that song. You know, it, I'm pretty sure as of right now, it's on every birthday party, every wedding, every reception. You know, people people are doing it everywhere. So do you think that song has taken over as like the must? Must play song at like every bigger function. Like, yeah, you a DJ? I hear you play it everywhere you go. I mean, I almost have to. <laughs> you almost have to. It's, it's probably the most requested joint, especially if kids are there. Yeah, because kids just love to do the the little dance. So, if you want them to kind of turn up a little bit, if the party's dead. You throw that song on, and you're gonna get an immediate reaction. Yeah, because even the church whipping in day day now. <laughs> yeah. You live it in day day and on Sunday morning now. But Anthony Sat Hamilton did his version of it too. in the church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please sit down. Please don't be doing that. No, hey, I, I am happy to hear that I have not heard as of yet a Christian remix <laughs> to the whip in the day day. You know, so that's probably a good thing. That was a pretty you way. You may just not have searched fine far enough, but I'm, I'm. You pretty sure? You pretty, you pretty sure this one out there? Jesus was whipped. He would pray, pray. Yes. Hey, check this out too. We get into some topics. I know we normally shout some stuff out before we get started. Yes, up. Got yeah. this CD in the mail. Boy John Bidden sent. Uh, Speak life. I think he's doing this release party tonight. Oh, okay, oh, cool. Okay. Shout well, it's out. Saturday, so Detroit, right? We may not release it until Monday, but he's doing it Saturday. It's not live, guys. So. Oh, okay. But yeah. In Detroit, in Michigan, you know. So, I know you probably won't go to the release party because this party won't get released to Monday (laughs) or Sunday night. So basically, yeah, Sunday night. But it's available on iTunes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Pretty good CD. I listened to it. What's the title again? Uh, Speak life. Speak life, man. It's really good. Definitely put some work into it. And it's special because as well. Yeah, I helped write a couple of songs on here. Earl yeah, got his man. first placement, man. So, yeah, man, so that's pretty cool, man. Awesome. It's pretty dope. So, go ahead, brother. Play good music. Writing. Yeah. You know? We out here. We, we, we Say his name just, one more time and spell it for the people, just in case uh, they want to look it up. My boy John Bidden. Album name Speak Life. Uh, John is J-O-H-N. Mm-hmm. Bidden. Or is it Biden? I think it's Bidden. B-I-D-D-E-N. It's available on iTunes. Go get that. Uh, go get it, man. Go get it. Support Detroit. Mm-hmm. It's so cold in the deep. <laughs> There's a website, www.johnbidden.com. Definitely. Definitely support good music, man. Oh. Don't just so uh, steal it either. Buy it. Yeah, deep. go buy it, man. Go buy it, man. Shout out to Apple Music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to listen to it today. Yeah. As I leave here. You clearly just said go buy it out. You talk about I pay it. for Apple Music every month, so hey. I buy everything. You know, it's funny because I heard it turn a uh, Periscope with Bizzle. He was saying he almost took his albums off of Apple Music just for the fact he's like, man, we get paid peanuts and people not buying albums like that because they can stream them, you know? So. Well, you got people changing the game, though, man. Yeah, you got people like uh, 
What's some boy's name? They real nice. I like them, but I always forget. Is it Beast? Uh, Humble Beast. Humble Beast, man. And, you know, they giving music away. So it's like. You have to find what works for you. Yeah, you got to find what works for you. You know. You and do? Honestly, so when you see stuff like that and then with the quality that they're putting out, I've even reconsidered, you know, anything I put out in the future, you know, how I'm going to price it, you mm-hmm. know, because. I mean, you got people giving stuff away, giving it you know? away, and it's quality. And it's, yeah, so you got to kind of adapt. It does man. make you think. Yeah, and I mean, when you build a following, you know, people are so into you. But man, like yeah. I said, they're giving away quality music. You know, so well, that's kind of been their their blueprints at the very beginning. They would offer their albums for free. I mean, Humble Beast, they still sell them. They still yeah, sell yeah, them definitely. online, but they they still offer every album free on mm-hmm. online. So that's pretty dope too. So. We're gonna kind of jump into a couple, couple good topics today. Um, we've been kind of sitting on a couple of these for a little while, just kind of waiting for the right time. But, yeah, you know, sitting on them. But it's it's just raining outside. It's that good old cuddle weather. Yeah. And so um, get your cuddle, buddy. Don't worry, guys. We're not cuddling. We record no, no. this. No. Nah, nah, not at all. We're in separate chairs. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's. Um, uh, I know one of our topics is. Um, speaking of cuddling, <laughs> talking about so, shacking. So this uh, the term shacking. Shacking, you know, and it's it's I would it's not a biblical term, <laughs> but um, you know, a old lot of, school a lot uh, of religious term. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times it's thrown around in in church, especially you know, with a couple, you know, man and a woman. Um, and living <laughs> living together in close quarters. And not being married, and that's kind of what we have deemed the term "shacking" as. So now we're just talking about. Well, I guess we're gonna kind of differentiate between shacking and how we're defining it and cohabitating. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Of like, from a roommate standpoint of view, where people were like in a committed relationship, you know, or how does the uh, how do you Texas? Well, we can do that, but you know what? Common law. They call that common law marriage. Yeah. You know so. So, what are your thoughts, brother Rodney, on the definition of shacking? Is it a a good idea? Is it not biblical? Is it a sin? <laughs> um. Where you at with that? You can't. Um, okay. <laughs> And this this is probably gonna be funny, but I, w- I went to Urban Dictionary <laughs> to define shacking. Oh, okay, I was waiting <laughs> for yeah. the de- definition. Of so it. I'm gonna go to the Urban Dictionary, and I, I'll kind of say this is, um, you know, probably where we, you know, kind of coined the term from. The Urban Dictionary uh, for shacking. Uh, it says a term used when a member of one sex spontaneously spends the night with another member of the opposite sex in a non-platonic way. And, you know, so what I would say um, as far as shacking is concerned um, is I think it's such just a maybe a broad topic because everybody's going to have their own definition Everybody's gonna have their own interpretation of it. Would y'all agree? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. 
um, because you know what I'm saying. Because you can you can honestly, and I, I really believe this. You can have a you can have a platonic relationship with the opposite sex, mm-hmm. where there's you know. No there's, funny business. Yeah, there's no funny business. So there's no necessarily the person doesn't have to be but ugly, you know, to say you know because in in a way to say that there's no attraction there. You right. know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be like, ooh, I would never mess with her. Like you a mud. I wouldn't touch you with a ten foot pole, like right. Grinch. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be like that. I honestly believe that there are platonic friends. You know what I'm saying? That are strictly platonic. You know that can you know cohabitate. Y'all never had no thoughts. <laughs> I, I don't know that, but I'm just saying I believe that there, you can, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> have those have those type of relationships to where you know, hey, I think of you as family, or you know, I think of you as a, you know a friend that I would never cross that line with, um, and we're just you know, and we're just roommates. Now there is that gray area to where you know, hey, those moments of weakness happen. And anybody start to look good, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anybody of the opposite sex, uh, you know, perhaps may start looking good. So that's where you get into that muddy area and that, and that gray area, because then, because you you may have that type of relationship where you are so close, you may feel it's okay to let your guard down and say, hey, you know, I'm feeling a certain type of way. You feeling a certain type of way? Let's. Um, Let's go together. You know what I'm saying? If <laughs> if I can if I can say that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 gonna be a lot of different interpretations of, you know, what you feel is right, what you feel is wrong. If you think you can, you know, cohabitate with somebody of the opposite sex and it not be anything. If you right. can't, you know what I'm saying, it's gonna be uh left up to you and your convictions. So You know, it's it's funny you brought that up though. Do you think like this is just us chopping it up? Um, do you think people are more are more against the opposite sex staying together when they're like doing stuff together, or you know they're in a relationship? Or do you think just the whole idea of having an opposite sex roommate? You know, do you think it's one or the other? You know, what I'm saying, or is it just the whole think, perception of it? I think it's the perception. I think when it yeah. really boils down to it, if you have a couple who is obviously in a relationship, um. It's just automatically Or let me just rewind that (laughs) If you have somebody Like just say roommates Mm -hmm. You know what I mean Like It could be two Relatively attractive people Right They may even be In other relationships With other people You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying But the fact that They're living together Under the same roof Going to sleep It could be in opposite sides Of the house You know what I'm saying Sleeping in their own beds I guess the perception Is that if you're Living Living with a woman You smashing her you, You Something's going down. Like, and the way we're brought up in church should think that way. Because, like, for, like, you know, soldier's a bachelor. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if I walked in your house, you know what I'm saying, and I came in, some ladies folding clothes on the couch. You automatically thinking yeah, that. Yeah, your oh, mind man. always like, hey, <laughs> like, bro, like, you something you didn't tell me? Like, right. What's going on? You know, exactly. So automatically it's like, uh, what are y'all doing? <laughs> she folding your drawers? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Especially if she folding the drawers. You know what I'm saying? Silent time. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I think that's that's the mentality that we have, and and I think that's just in church though. So I mean, are you thinking that the world feels like is that it's cool. okay? It's, all right. yeah. it's fine, like because that, that's culture, right? Yeah, that's culture because you can have two people that's like I said, platonic friends. 
you know, and nothing, you know, if they if they set the boundaries, they set the rules that nothing is going to happen sexually, or you know, there's no just just no sexual attraction to that uh, to the opposite person. Don't be wandering my room later. Yeah, at night. exactly. You know what I'm saying? I believe the world has that you know that mentality and that concept that that can happen, but I think in church is like nah. If you if you stand with somebody of the opposite sex, something got to be going on. Yeah, we always use the. Uh don't get an enemy room, you know. Yeah, we say uh, that. Can a man take fire in his bosom? Don't let yeah. your don't let your good, good be evil. Yeah, evil, evil enough, so. right? I, I can kind of see. I see, you know. I see where we come from with that as a church. You know, I say we as a body because I don't want us to sound divided either. Right. But I think too, we got to be dangerous not to assume all the time. Right. You know, um, it's one of them things where like I've seen people who are about to get married. Yeah, you know. I was getting ready to mention that exactly, and like yeah. they have a place they're establishing together, yeah. right? And so, is it wise necessarily to move in together, right? Beforehand, you know, before month or so before you get married. I know me and Sherelle, man. Like you know, I moved into the apartment maybe a few months before. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't move in there with me. Yeah, you know, she stayed with her parents. Um, but she was like visiting those. Yeah, she came over. Yeah. We didn't do anything. That's clearly. You know, <laughs> yeah, we know. Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like, um, she she didn't stay. I mean, as adults, we could have made the decision to. Now, I'm happy you brought that up. So there was never a time that she ever spent the night. No, ever no, once. no. Sherelle never stayed over my house. Uh, she stayed late, you know, before. Yeah. And that was really during the time closer to the wedding day. Yeah. Where right. We were getting stuff together because I mean. Honestly, that stuff, some of that stuff you don't want to be doing, like your first weeks of marriage. Some people say that's cool, but I kind of like the whole, she was coming over and getting the apartment already ready, ready, you know, so you come back from honeymoons and stuff, you can just come into your house. It's already established. It's it's bad enough, you're going to have to open up gifts, like, and if you got a lot of them, (laughs) you know, so. Which y'all did, because I carried them to the car. Yeah, we all did. (laughs) Yeah, we got a lot of gifts, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it was cool to just be able to, like, walk into our apartment at the time and just just, be young. it's furnished yeah. and it's yeah, but yeah, she will come over and do that, but no, nah, never a situation. And I, I was like, even if no matter how late it got, you know, I would just take her home. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's what I think her mom trusted me to do. Yeah, you know, to bring for her sure, home and sure. even let her know, even as adults, you know, yeah. hey, she's gonna be kind of like pretty late. You know, just leave the door open or whatever. You yeah, know? that's real. So SM, so let's uh, let's get your take, and then I got a question for you as well. Most Go ahead and explain your take. I, I I pretty much piggybacking off what y'all brothers are saying. I think it's a it's a worldview. Versus the church view How we kind of brought up We all brought up in the church And so I yeah. think we all have that mentality of like Okay if I'm living with this woman I even had um, The opportunity It was a, a young lady Who I kind of Down and out on her luck Whatever She needs some place to stay And so A part of me Almost wanted to be like Hey you can come I got a spare bedroom That you know was my mean? question like, That was my question to you Like word? How How what what would your take be, um, barring any outside voices? Mm-hmm. You know, what would your take be of um, you know a young lady, not necessarily ne- necessarily down on her luck or anything. You know, was like, hey, you know, I know you have an extra room, or you know, you guys may have been discussing it. She's like, hey, I, you know, I'm looking for a roommate. I I need somewhere to stay. Um, do you mind if we room together? You know, how how would how are you going to approach that situation? Are, are you saying just because who I am, I'm not going to let that perception, you know, uh, ruin my image or tarnish my image or I don't care what people say. Um, I know we're not doing anything. How do you, how would you approach it? It's a little bit of both, actually. I think that, I think where I know that God want to take me, I do have 
some sort of an image to try to portray mm-hmm. just because I don't want to reflect badly upon myself or my church or my family. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, number two, I think that I've reached a point where I don't necessarily listen to all the outside voices either. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to operate under my own convictions, not based upon anybody else's convictions put on right. me. Uh, and I want to be, you know, I'm saying a help to somebody, but it, it would have to be probably a set plan, maybe something that's temporary. Be like, okay, okay. like from this from this date to this date, I'm going to be actively helping you try to find a place. You know, mm-hmm. this is not that's going to be uh, set in stone. And of course, there has to be some clear, drawn out guidelines. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you uh, can't be walking around in your panties. You know, <laughs> me too. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Not panties, just drugs. I'm about to say that. Come on now. <laughs> What pen is you wearing? Yeah, whoop. So like, hey, look, oh, at 8 o'clock, you don't pass the living room threshold. Yeah, all right, you know what I'm saying? Tell you something. Yeah. Stay in your room. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the bathroom on your side. On your side. <laughs> your side. Your side. Okay, let me stop. But I think that that's, that's my mentality. I don't necessarily say I'm, I have a complete uh, aversion to the idea, mm-hmm. but I would probably have to try to exhaust all other resources before that would have to be, you know, because anybody didn't even know me, like, I don't want no roommates, period. Yeah. I mean, I just me and Sadie yeah, for like a clearly. reason, you know, and I, the idea of a roommate almost makes me kind of yeah, like shudder. Like, like roommates. It's like, nah, I don't want no roommate. I don't know how you did it, right? Like, personally, I, I, you, you had some bad roommate experiences, but even if it was like a great yeah. roommate. <laughs> I wouldn't want to have I mean outside of y'all, y'all two brothers And now my brother He lived with me for about Three four months But even then Like he got on my nerves yeah. I mean Hey Joseph I love you I tell you You know I'm saying To your face Like We got into it A couple good times You know Cause I come home from work And like You know my TV's on He's sitting on the couch And he's sitting there Like eating food already And I'm like I just want to come And relax yeah. In my house And the kitchen ain't cleaned up and yeah you don't want your TV on when you, you know, know. <laughs> so I want to turn it on no but it wasn't that it was just the fact that like yeah, I, feel you. I only had like two TVs right so like the main TV is like I'm giving it to him yeah cause I got a TV in my bedroom and the bedroom is my bedroom right so it's like if I want to go eat my food whatever I'm watching TV in my bedroom with the small TV and he got the big one <laughs> you know what I'm saying so it's like pretty petty sir that's <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> Indeed, but I feel but, you. But it's your space. I feel you. Right, and uh, and like that sounds kind of selfish. Like I got a decent sized house. I got a four bedroom house, yeah. and so it's not like a, it's a small apartment where it's like where it's not enough room. And when he left, I missed him actually. I got kind of used to like coming home and someone being there and us like kicking it, working out together, just doing stuff as brothers. And so. Uh, we grew together, you know what I'm saying, with that mm-hmm. experience. But that told me I didn't want a roommate. Yeah. I wouldn't want a roommate, you know. And also made me kind of think, okay, man, Lord, are you preparing me for when I do get married? Like, it's going to be a kind it's of a culture shock. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a culture shock. I'm telling yeah. you. Got to share your space. She yeah. might get home before you. Yeah. And that TV may be on. <laughs> she may like Lifetime. Yeah. She may like Lifetime. They want to watch. They going to be a pro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you, you say that now. You have a three but, episode but, max. But watch it. Watch when the game is on. And you want to watch this. the big TV. It's a good idea for a soldier not to be shacking. They <laughs> <laughs> don't even want roommates. <laughs> yeah, not to get off topic, but how does that work, though? What? Okay, she. My watch- wife likes sports, so I don't have that problem. You have that problem. Yeah. So how about you, Earl? Like with the whole picking shows. Well, I'm just saying, like you know, we I had your apartment. Um, you know, the big TV was there, right? Yeah, you bought me that for a wedding gift. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's I right. Still got that TV doc. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So like, Hallelujah. 
<laughs> Big TV's there, right? Like you had, you had before your your man cave, right? Right. So like she's in there watching her show, and like the Eagles get ready to come on. Yeah. <laughs> what do you man? Doing? Um, I'm blessed. You know, a lot of times Sherelle, she knows like game. Like if Miami's playing or Philly's playing, then I probably want to watch the game. She would kind of let me out of TV, and she would go in the room and watch whatever she's watching. Right. We never really had an argument about that. Uh, a couple of times. I've wanted to watch it on the big TV, but clearly she's like been engaged in something, so I'll just go to the back room. Gotcha. So you yeah, I don't think it's worth it fighting about now. Nah, or I mean, even bringing it up? Yeah, yeah. That's small, man. That's <laughs> but dope. in your mind, you are like, I want to watch the big TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is it just a matter of, I guess, perception that we're saying? I, I really think, I think it is. So, man. Um, it is. It's all about perception, man. Because, because it's different situations, bro. Like, I was going to ask you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen something similar to this on Facebook before. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a situation where a lady, say you're, say you're next to her neighbor, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, bad relationship or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's attractive, pretty young lady. Mm-hmm. And she came out, you know, and I'll even say she came out in her bathrobe. Oh, they just got into an argument, okay? Um, and she ain't got nowhere else to go, all right? Like, do you let her stay with you if you can't find nobody? You done called around, you called mama, you called... TT, you gonna call everybody. This is single me or this is married me. This this married you, but Dre's out of town. Oh man, uh, nah, I, mean, I can't do <laughs> off that. top. Yeah. You, you know, I just you know she ain't going over there. Yeah, Dre, you got a good one, girl. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Do but, it. but now, but, but now, single you, single you, single, but you, single but saved. Single but saved. I mean, <laughs> single but saved. I mean, I you know you gotta I'm, throw that in. I, know, yeah. I might have had to like barricade myself in my room, like. <laughs> Like be uncomfortable for a night or something, you know what I'm saying? Like if it's for her safety, you know, say, okay, you know, whatever, you know. But I'm gonna say I'm not coming out my room, you know. <laughs> just you know, you could use whatever, you know, bathroom right here, kitchen right here. You can have whatever you like. <laughs> nah, but you, you know, but check you it out. I, I don't want to paint the picture that we some sex crave nah, like nah, nah, nah. maniacs that like but can't you know, be around you, a woman like without us like you know. Like, you know, I'm what saying, saying like but you, that but you gotta know yourself. Okay. You gotta know yourself. Though. I said Bro, she I came think, over in the bathroom. bathroom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And she's crying. I feel we're, that. I feel that. I'm really saying like Superman right there. Yeah, it's like we're we're human. We are human. You know what I mean? You know what but what it, ain't, it ain't gonna bite. I don't think your mind as soon as you knock on the door, you open the door, you be like, ooh, you sexy. You know I don't think you automatically. Go, I mean, you might say horny toe. Yeah, you just like, hey, you know. But I mean, I definitely think like. As maybe yeah, the time progressed or the evening progressed, like it's and especially if it's a situation like that where she she probably gonna tell you stuff that you don't, you know, she's gonna vent to you and tell you stuff and you're gonna be like, oh, shuck it up, yeah, man. exactly. You know, she gonna think like Earl said, she gonna think you that Superman because you opened up your heart and you know you opened up your house to her, so she's gonna think you know highly of you in that moment, you know, whether it be just emotional or or what. Right. You know she's gonna be thinking like really, really highly of you, and you don't, you let your guard down, and it's you know it's pretty much game over. How about okay? Let's add a, a little another coal to the fire though. Okay. Let's say your wife had a friend, and y'all y'all married right? So and she had like a coworker friend, and like husband was like I don't know beating on her or whatever. Mm-hmm. She she attractive whatever. She got no place to go, and so your wife is who bring her over. Okay. And bring her in Like they They real close And then all of a sudden Like 
her friends like making little sly comments. It's like not overt, whatever. Yeah. But like you know, you can kind of tell somebody's like yeah. almost kind of crossing the line a little bit, and like yeah. don't have your necessary best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, are you like talking to wifey right away? Be like, hey, she gotta go. Yeah, you, know you what have mean? to. I I, I yeah. say you have to. You better. You know what I'm saying? You better. Because I mean, if you don't, you just try to handle it, handle it yourself, and you know. Yeah, it just gets small. You yeah. know, it get bigger and bigger. Yeah, that angel on one yeah. shoulder. But that other one The situation just gets huge And then at one point You know The wife go to the stove And then Yeah You know know. So But we're on Alright So From our From y'all's point of view Is it possible In your In your mind You think it's cool Like to stay with Somebody from the opposite sex As a roommate And I don't think there's any Inherent sin In the action At all I think that It's a matter of You think it's Correct I believe you I believe you can I don't think you should yeah, but and like I think it all goes back to perception because if you just quote unquote you go to the same ministry, you have a, a single brother, a single sister, they roommate together. People, are, I, they don't. I don't even think people would care if they knew that you two dated other people. If you stayed together, people would assume that you slept together. Off top, or yeah. were sleeping like actively yeah. engaged right. in that. And that would be the rumor, the 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 news report that circulated around the church. You know, every every yeah, time you know, you know they came out the same car. <laughs> you, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So I mean, I, I mean it, that that's a very fine line because you know it can be done. Yeah, it's just to me, it's just. It, I think it can be done. I think it it's putting yourself in a position where you always have to be cautious and mindful. Uh, but it, it can probably be done. Um, would I do it? Probably not. When I had did it as a single man, probably not. You know, well, just, I mean, because even mind. if if Sherelle had been like, okay, you know what, we got two weeks before we get married, nah. and yeah. we gonna go ahead. It's it's no point. Let's say her parents is not not here in town, whatever. Right. And so she's paying for a place. You know what I mean? Right. Like the lease is getting ready to be up and stuff. She's like, why am I paying separate rent elsewhere? I'm over here right. all the time, almost all night. You're taking me home to this other place just for me to go to sleep and wake right up, go to work and come right over there. I'm kicking with you anyway. Yeah. These next two, three weeks, we just I'm just going to live over there. We ain't going to do anything. What's the difference between and you see, actually going to sleep? Yeah. And that's, and that's the difference. Like perception, like I think if you come to the point to say like, I don't care what nobody say. Like, I'm not finna pay rent over here another month. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care what nobody say. I know we're not getting ready to do nothing. You know what Especially I'm saying? you got a couch. I mean. <laughs> exactly. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just a box that you stay in where you got to be on one side and I got to be on one side. Um, pretty much most apartments going to have a bedroom and a living yeah. room. You know what you I'm saying? You got to sleep in the so, same bed. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it definitely can like be I said, done. Like I said, it can be done. Like I said, like we all been saying, it's perception. And I think it's your intent. You know what I'm saying? I mean. Right. You got to make a choice. What I used to always hate is people saying, and I guess as I got older, I started thinking more logically, I guess. I'm like, when they say you don't have ladies over at your house at all, you know, or at night. Well, to be honestly, you know, whatever you do at night, you can do during the daytime. Mm. You know, so Ooh, it's just one pre- of them things. You preaching right there, sir. It's just, it's just being <laughs> real, it again, sir. When people want to, when they want to do something, you're going to find a time to do it. It don't right. matter if it's daytime or nighttime, but right. it's about them people, man, and the decisions you're going to make. You know, like, if you know you can't handle that, don't you do know, it. her coming over to watch a movie at whatever time it is. Right. You know, now I do believe this. At a certain time, 
of the of the night when you're kind of like you know winding down winding down kind of tired it's probably a good idea to because of your decision making right. you know what I'm saying your um, senses aren't as heightened yeah but I mean <laughs> her being they? over a certain part of the day yeah <laughs> uh, you know you know it's cool yeah. But it's like uh, I mean like you said You can get pregnant At 2 o'clock in the morning Or 2 right. o'clock in the it's afternoon like in the, Yeah bro <laughs> Like you can't at 11 at night yeah, yeah, It's yeah. the same yeah, thing Same crazy, thing yeah. It's so, our perception You know I, I would If I had advice To give to a young man I would say Yeah probably try to find you A male roommate You know Either Even if you're not a Christian To be honest you know, just to, I mean, and it, and like you said, even if you're not a Christian, because I believe you know, once you do find that person that you choose to be with right. or date, you know what I'm saying, that probably that might you know cause an issue because they're gonna be like, well, you spending all your days with me, but you you at home with another person, you right. know what I'm saying? And like you said, you don't necessarily have to be doing anything, but just that perception, you know what I'm saying? It's it, you perceive that you live with another woman. You know, but your woman don't live with you, so it could cause problems. Let me ask so. this question though. What's up? Is there any type of wisdom with? I know how the world views, you know, sex before marriage, meaning that yeah, I want to pretty much test drive before I, I buy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've seen that a lot online. <laughs> but like, it's like test driving. Uh, we how we test drive cars, right? You know, yeah. Why not? Yeah, I feel which I think is just ridiculous, man. Um, Likewise, I'll be very clear on that. But as far as living arrangements. Okay, living arrangements like meaning that it's like okay, like back to my other scenario with you know Earl and Sherelle. Say it's like a month or two out before they get married. Mm-hmm. We're about to move in together. Once we get married, mm-hmm. we're still not gonna you know what I'm saying have any premarital sex. That's off the table completely. Mm-hmm. But how you how you live, how you clean, how you operate. Oh, how you find out the day to day? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like if you use that as like a. a educational purpose of like you know what let's take this month to learn each other before we ever introduce sex because sex could pretty much complicate things anyway right you know yeah. what i'm saying because we know sex changes things anyway right so well, the scenario you painted bro i think makes a lot of sense though because you said her I, well we said sherelle we'll just say her too just in general you know her parents are not <laughs> her <too>. in town <laughs> you know just because we, we're talking about right, we're yeah. talking about general ladies your parents are not in town mm-hmm. Like you said I don't think it really makes sense For you to pay another mortgage If you don't have to Right Two weeks out Now But you do have to know yourself And that's what I'll say If you can't handle that And you think You know Hey you gotta maybe Get a, get a hotel You know that That's kind of rough Or you know But you wanna pay that In two weeks You just wanna control your flesh You know But it's like one of them things Where like You just gotta know you I mean those two weeks Of cleaning and stuff You know Sweatpants, maybe you know. So, <laughs> not playing, not that close. I mean, matter, but, but you know what I mean. As a minister, right? That's that's. What would thing. you? Now I'm asking you this question though. Right. As a minister, what would you advise? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what would you advise? Like, take for instance, down the line when you're counseling other young couples. As a minister, a, as a minister, I would. What I would, would you advise somebody in that yeah, same scenario? Like John came into the yeah, office. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was like, "Hey, man, I'm getting ready to get married next month. Man. You know, I got this house. She, you know, what I'm saying, got her apartment. Leases her apartment, up. her leases up. She ain't got nowhere to be right. at. It makes no sense for her to go stay with somebody for a month. But I got a four bedroom house. She can stay in the guest room. We gonna live together anyway. I'm giving the advice, and I'm and if I'm a married man, okay, yeah, she can come. One of y'all can come stay with us. <laughs> Real talk. Or we will find a single lady in the church because it should. Be, it's probably somebody available we can talk to to make that happen. You know, because to me, if, especially in that position, if you can avoid it, 
avoid avoid it. it. You know, but if yeah. you can't, that's what I'm saying. If you cannot avoid it, like there was no way for her to stay. She has to live here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean you got you got to do what you got to do, man. You know. Yeah. So I mean, like as my brother, as my homie, that's the same advice you give me too. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Hey, I'm gonna so, say, I mean, I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say, call me if you need me, or right. you know, you know, hey. Or I mean, at the end of the day, bro, anything to keep us accountable. If you need to come stay with us, I know it's your house and you yeah. trust her. That's your wife anyway. Right. Or your fiance, she can stay in your crib. And actually, I think that I almost would might might end up doing something like that. Yeah. Like you, you know come what? Stay with us. I'm, I'm allow you to come inside, and make it your own for this, these next you know weeks yeah. or so. Uh, get to know Sadie. <laughs> right. <laughs> she said, you, you know what I'm saying. I'm like, glad you said that though, because as a minister, because. Like I want to be clear on these podcasts about our stance, you know. Like we don't condone, like, yeah, people, you know, sleeping together before marriage and stuff like that. Not at all. We are talking about situational things, but yeah, advice. Right. You asking Rodney Earl Soldier, yeah, exactly for advice. Like, out, anything you can do to kind of stay away from each other right. yeah. in that time. No ringy, no yeah. dingy. Just to keep temptation levels, man. Not that y'all have to be doing something, but perception, you know. That's real talk. Perception, man. It's real talk. I think perception is key, man. But is there something? Is because perception could be off, mm-hmm. and perception could be wrong. So with those people that put those perceptions on you, like oh, shaming you because you do, you know, a certain thing, you know, how how do we combat? Do we combat that? Is it right to combat man, that? I always just say you just live life and do all you can, bro. But at the end of the day, people are always gonna see something. Like for this me and Sherelle We were together for a long time People That didn't know us Personally Because yeah. it's sworn We were already sleeping together before. Already assumed yeah. Because it's just like because Okay you've been together that long yeah. People be together that long And not sleep together Because that's the world's mentality yeah. But that was That's what we decided to do You yeah. know That's what we said You know That's how we wanted to honor God In our relationship Ooh. You know So I yeah. think Perception wise Yeah you're right man People are always gonna find something wrong But you don't give them ammo You know yeah. Stuff to you know, to work with. You Just know, you do everything you can. Yeah. You know, yeah. Let us know what y'all I think, like man. It, yeah. Comment below. We want to hear. It. We really, we really want to get into di- dialogue with y'all. So, um, you know, when you listen to it, you know, you can ask us questions back um, personally or on the brothers page. You know, you can tag each one of us and ask us, you know, a certain thing, how we feel, or you know, why we said a certain thing. And or we, I mean, feel free to disagree too. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. 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 I don't we, we, care we, if you don't. You disagree. <laughs> don't bother me. You yeah, right. I live together for two years. I ain't do nothing. Right. You know, uh, say hey, that's hey, you. salute, power to you. You know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's real talk. That's real talk. Um, this next topic actually is a suggestion from another faithful listener. Uh, shout out once again, Kelsey. We can shout you out a couple couple weeks in a row. <laughs> what up, you know? Kelsey? <laughs> uh, but she she wanted to know shine. the the opinion um, that we had kind of do a roundtable discussion on mega churches mm. and uh, their effectiveness. It. Yeah, let's define it. So I guess we're going to define mega churches. So like I looked it up earlier. A mega church is really defined as it's usually defined as like a charismatic movement, you know, but it's typically of a congregation of over or two thousand or more people on and on a weekend attendance, you know. So that would be categorized as like a mega church. So I guess the question we're posing is this: Were mega churches ever effective? If they were, are they still effective now? And how does the world necessarily view churches of that magnitude? You know? Mm. 
that's um, that's an excellent question. Um, I think um, I think the gospel is the gospel, and I'll first start off by saying that the gospel is always going to be the gospel, um, and whoever pre- whoever is preaching the gospel, teaching the gospel, living the gospel at that certain time. Um, I'll never say, you know, God didn't tell them to do that or whatever direction they are going in, you know, is wrong. So, you know, and what we do and what we do on a small body, I think, is we try to get there because we try. We always say, you know, that we're all about souls, you know, that that's something that I think is preached, you know, especially on a small, a smaller congregational would I would I be right you know we're about souls exactly we're about we're about witnessing to the loss right so witnessing to the loss and to ministering to souls and bringing souls into the body of Christ that automatically causes a swelling right it, it causes it should it causes an addition right so I believe that you know on a small level if we did what we say that we're commissioned to do and what we're called to do there would be so a lot more mega churches, wouldn't y'all say? As far as members are, concerned. as far as members are concerned, because that's pretty much the definition of a mega church. Now, somewhere over two thousand members. I just want to stop you right there because I think you're looking at it from true disciples, right? I think that a lot, a lot of times when it comes to mega churches, would we not agree that part of that? 2,000 plus attendants How many of those Are true disciples And believers In the congregation Or how many people Are just attracted to The hoopla Of true. what's going on That's why the numbers Are swelled and exactly, big You know Exactly Because you can go uh, And the reason I, I think the reason I started that Because I one time I went to a small church And it was really Really small I was a, I was a guest At the church And um, it was only About six people being like A guest preacher right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Preacher, I, I ended up speaking that day I don't know how But hey But um <laughs> Um, it was only like six people there um, in the beginning, so it maybe ended up with maybe like ten or twelve people by the end of the service. But the pastor that actually spoke that day, his entire message was denouncing uh, tearing down bigger churches. Wow! His entire message—that's all that it was about. Like he was like salty. Yeah, and I and I kind of sat back and I I was like, well, why? Why is he so upset at, you know, at, you know, people bringing people into church? You know, that's what we say that we're called to do. We're called to bring people into the body of Christ. You know what I'm saying? So why was he so upset at this? And I believe the reason he was so upset is because of the charismatics, because of the 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 way that preachers are portrayed in the mainstream media. Um, and not to say that the preacher that the specific preacher that he was talking about wasn't, you know, wasn't all about money. But that's how we are portrayed, you know, as the body of Christ, that we are all about money and, you know, things like that. Pastor got to have a jet. Pastor got to have a Bentley mm. while the while the members driving Nissans and, you know, Hondas. You know what I'm saying? That's what's that's how churches looked at. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if he came. He was upset about that or, you know, something happened to him in a big church. You know, it could have been a, a whole lot of things, but um, like I said, I definitely don't. I don't say that there 
um, not effective or at all because I mean I know there's prominent you know ministries that are very very large that do the work but then I also know that there are others that are, you know just it's like a run of the mill you know they run people in and out and I don't think anybody's lives is effect, are affected I guess that was kind of the meat of the question like when you have a church of that size are you effective to like your core group of believers there or I'm sure you have probably a, a staple, you know, like, like a, a pillar of foundation of people. But do you have people who are falling through the cracks right and left because you just don't have the availability, the staffing or even the, the vision to, to truly reach out and minister to those who are just coming to church because they're attracted to, to the lights, camera, and action. Yeah, and I and I, you know, there was a time where I went to the, one of the bigger bigger ministries in the city, um, and the pastor um, used to always say, you know, you see the glory, you know, on a Sunday, you see this big, you know, service go on. But he was like, realistically, it's only a handful of people. It's a handful of people that actually put this together. So you see all these people, you know what I'm saying? But not everybody's doing the work. You know what I'm saying? It's only a handful of people that are committed that make sure this this goes on. You know, would what I'm you saying? consider that church a mega church? It, for this area, I would. So for this area, but like, yeah, I mean, I don't think I would consider it on a on a grand scale nationally. I wouldn't think I wouldn't say it was a mega church, but for this area, I would say, hmm. yeah. So what about you, Earl? I think, man, because I guess the original question was, are they effective? Mm-hmm. I think it's like you just have to. You made you made a good point. You have to gauge it off of, um, to me, what they're doing in the community. For one, you know, mm-hmm. are you are you just having church every day with a bunch of people, um, gathering offerings, you know, so you can ride a nice car, have a nice building, have the lights and stuff like that. Are you really reaching out to your community? Are you impacting the community? You know. Um, are you feeding the poor? You know, are, what are you doing? You know, what's your members? Are you, do you have a relationship with your members? You know, or are they just people who pay your your mortgage, <laughs> your car, wow. your car notes, you know, why they struggle? You know what I mean? And they see you as a celebrity, but they don't know you as a pastor, you know? Um, I know it's tougher, you know, with people with bigger churches, probably to have a one-on-one connect with everybody that comes to their church. Uh, like if you use a guy like and this is not bashing at all somebody like a T.D. Jakes I don't believe he knows every member who comes to his church every Sunday which is impossible you know so I'm not knocking him for that but I think the bigger you get it 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 does become a little tougher and then back to what Rodney said a church like um, is it right to say that Christian House of Prayer you know I'm sure they started off small just like any other church so even um, to tag on to what Bishop Hokum was saying he's a great guy you know I, I love Bishop Hokum man I run yeah. into him he's always a genuine guy man yeah, me too and I think he deserves what he has because I'm sure he he works hard from for the it. bottom you know what I'm saying so I mean like also w- what goes with that seeing the glory you weren't with us when we were in that small yeah. you know you just see this big building but man we started small man you know, we had to find a building to have our first services in, or like Bishop Grace may have started in a in the living room, yeah. you know, and then onto a restaurant, and to you know, you see the big uh, world, even our church where we're at now. You know, mm-hmm. people don't know the story behind it. So I think churches are effective as long as they're doing their job, you know. But um, there are mega churches or bigger churches who ain't doing nothing, you know, nothing but having conference at the conference. You know, to, to raise an offering, and they're just that church that exists in that city. Mm-hmm. You know, big church ain't making an impact with nobody. You know, so so I guess my question now is that: 
do you feel like once a church reaches a certain size, it should then break off into a smaller church or have like sister churches so that they, they can kind of focus on the new converts or the flock, whatever, like, okay, you've reached certain sides of growth. So now, isn't that how it was almost biblically in time? Like there wasn't, I can't think of a mega church. Like, yeah, well, I don't, I don't think you necessarily have to break off or, you know, do that, but you have to have, you have to implement something that's going to work for your congregation. Um, I know with our congregation, we have prayer cells, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, where everybody may not have that close on close connection with the pastor he's very reachable but everybody may not have that i got your phone number let me call him real quick something like that but you do have you do have another one of the elders you do have one of their numbers to where you know if you do have a question or if you do need to speak to bishop they can get you to him you know what i'm saying so you have to develop something that works you know and having those um like i said cell groups to where you have a bible study within your you know your ministry as long as they're teaching that saying you know down they're teaching that downline of what's being taught over the pulpit by the pastor you know i definitely think that can be effective but i don't necessarily i wouldn't necessarily say that you have to break off i mean sometimes it may be wise because especially if you get to a size where you maybe have to do four or five services a day just due to the crowd okay then maybe we need to think about you know you know, breaking off or logistically, something like that. Yeah, yeah, logistically, exactly. I think about location. You yeah, know, exactly. In some places, like for us in in the city of Colleen, I don't think it makes sense for us to have two or three new Zions in the city of Colleen. Right. You know, that's just. Yeah, it's not that big. You know, it's a lot of people, but there's enough churches. But like, if you're like in maybe a Dallas, you know, I see why people have like maybe a North Campus or South Campus, South Campus. Yeah. You know, because to reach everybody, especially if you're closer to those inner cities or you know different areas you know so every you can kind of reach some different people that shows me too that a person's trying to be effective right when you have to branch off like that you know to reach more people community wise i think i think that's a great idea now i also say this i look at churches too if if i kind of gauge off if you're always asking from people you know and never giving back mm-hmm. you know it's always a sign that's always a sign to me that you know you ain't you're not effective You're effective as your goal Of being a superstar preacher. What are you contributing? Yeah but what are you Man I, I went to a We visited a church A few Maybe about a month ago now Man them people done gave away And I don't want to cut them short On the number I know it's like Five or six cars man They've given to their wow. congregation Man wow. they're constantly giving It got so bad bro Where um Like I don't know the full story But they were in this like Little house looking church bro And um They ended up God ended up blessing them To a point where they were able to build so they knocked that uh little house thing down have like this nice church it doesn't look as big as it does on the inside on the outside it it's a nice looking building when you go in you're like amazed at like the top quality of stuff when they got into that building it was paid off wow you know to a point where people were like thinking they were selling drugs and stuff wow Wow. but they do so much in the community man i mean they're not giving like you know they're not going like to these little used car places like Mm -hmm. these shabby cars they're giving away nice cars nice rides yeah. yeah And I think that's impacting people to, to me, you're being effective, you know, exactly. even on that level, you know, and that, that would tell me as they get bigger that they would just do more. But smaller churches, medium sized churches and bigger churches, some have that mentality of take, 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 and they never give, you know, so. For sure. John, what do you feel? Yet again, I mean, y'all brothers hitting the nail on the head today, <laughs> boy, I just I'm, I'm agreeing with everything. I think that. At a certain certain level, I think that 
mega churches get a bad rep. They do. Just for the simple fact that it's all about the the flash of lights. Um, you get caught up with the television ministry, the uh, the book sales, and we've turned the pastors into celebrities. You know, uh, some of that's on the pastors because they promote themselves as celebrities. And so we put them on the pedestal and they have no problem being up there. And when they fall, you know, they crush everybody underneath them just for the simple fact that they should never be on that pedestal to begin with. But that's not to say that a church of that its magnitude can't be effective in the right. community, can't be effective reaching the laws. And sometimes there are going to be a certain demographic of people who are only going to be attracted to a church of that size. Right. Like there's people in the Dallas area, they'll go to Bishop Jake's church because it's big and they feel they can kind of duck in the back, mm-hmm. not be uh, bombarded by a bunch of different people. Soothe that to, religious conscience to say, whew, I've been to church. Exactly. So like you, you have that, that, that draw and while they're in the building, man, the Holy Spirit can work on them. You know what I'm saying? So that's nothing to, to, to shake your head at. Um, but on the other side, I guess I, I've never been a part of a ministry that was big like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess I'm, I'm used to the uh, the smaller congregations. I mean, anywhere between two to 500 people, you know. So I'm used to that closer community where you know everybody's name and you do mm-hmm. the potlucks and the fellowships and everything. Yeah. yeah. That's what I grew up on. So that's what I think of as church. I, I don't think I would fit in or even as a believer feel comfortable going to a church of that side because I feel like I was an effective person. And it's like, man, you may have a certain ministry, but everybody in that church has that type of ministry too. So mm-hmm. how are you going to set yourself apart to be able to be used yeah. without a door necessarily open up? You got to kind of know somebody to know somebody. Yeah. And I'll go back to the, to the point where I said earlier um, that it's only a handful of people that actually do the work. And I, th- I really, you know, I really, really believe that's true, you know, because a lot of times when you go to a church of that magnitude, you always see the same people doing the same things. You know what I'm saying? It's never like, you know, oh, this is a new person up there. No, not really. You know what I'm saying? Because like you said, a lot of people just go to those size ministries just to say, hey, I've been to church. You know, like I said, I don't have that fear of, you know, you know, that that tug that God has really put put on me because it's so many people. So I know it's not going to be as personal. You know what I'm saying? I can just go to church to just say, you know, ooh, I got it out the way. You know, I did that. You know what I'm saying? So people will really do that. But I definitely believe, man, it all has to do with the heart and the heart of the pastor. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And a lot of times, um, you know, with kind of, you know, becoming a bigger pastor or a pastor that's quote unquote mainstream or something like that. A lot of times, you know, I don't think a lot of people set out for that to be their necessarily their desire. You know, what will happen is, you know, when that congregation does begin to swell, you meet new people, new people bring innovative ideas. You know what I'm saying? You get bigger. You know what I'm saying? You you get somebody that's um, financially stable or get somebody that's good at audio visual and they bring that to the table. And then it kind of just it kind of takes on the form of itself. But I think that the key is, like I said, the heart of the ministry, you know what I'm saying? And the heart of the ministry and the heart of the pastor, I think that has to be pure. And I think then I think, you know, mega churches can work because like Earl said, whether it be on a, you know, a small scale where you have you know 20 people in your church or you have a service with over 2,000 people if you have that heart I think it's gonna you know go throughout the congregation and be effective yeah and be effective in any type of way amen well 
Y'all can tell us what y'all think about mega churches. Do you think they're effective? Were they ever effective? Are they still effective? Are they, you know, a good idea, bad idea, and whatnot? And uh, if you gotta go to a mega church and the pastor's shacking, it's probably not effective. <laughs> oh, I don't lie. I know, I'm joking. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So, speaking of Adeline, Adeline, man, I'm gonna let Rod found the most, the most Adeline thing that we had heard about all week. Oh God! But we, I'm gonna go ahead and get it out the way with yeah, you. Yeah, go ahead and get it out the way because we got to talk about this first, real quickly. <laughs> go ahead and talk about your squad, man. Yeah, man. Uh, anybody know me? I'm a huge Colts fan. So <laughs> we we played our big rival, the uh, New England Patriots. You know, what number I'm saying? twelve. Maybe that's Sherelle's favorite team. She likes the Patriots. She likes the pretty colors. Yeah. Well, so you know, that to her, that's enough. So. <laughs> In her mind, they beat y'all. No. <laughs> they, they did, man. Um, and anybody that watches football knows that we get like crushed by them like every time we play. Last time was forty-five to seven, you know. But this time we were competitive. The game was a good game, you know. Our quarterback was 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 making good plays. You look at the numbers; he actually matched Tom Brady and all the stats. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying didn't throw a pick, but we decided to play or call the dumbest play call of all time, and we executed even worse. And we give Tom Brady the ball like at the 30 yard line for him to score, pretty much game winning touchdown on us. So it was real dumb. They, so, so, yeah, the Colts definitely get the out-of-line king from me uh, for that play call, you know, but we found somebody who's legitimately yeah, man, man, You know, your coach had, like, he was surprised too that the guy snapped the ball. So it yep. may just go to that center. I don't know, but, you know, you win as a team and you lose, you lose as a team. team so. I mean, like, I'd rather lose the way we lost as opposed to losing the way that Michigan lost because the way that Michigan lost yeah, to Michigan but, State, I mean, that's that's a – that, that's both a dagger in the heart yeah, right both, there, yeah, that, boy. I mean, you pretty much all you had you to were do ten was, seconds away from winning the game. You could have just got tackled, and the game would have been over. Especially since like Michigan State pretty much gave out a business <laughs> every year, last couple of years. Yeah. Um, so, but yes. But anywho, uh, we have another Adeline King. Um, his name is. Uh, let me go to his name, Richard Dean Defutis. <laughs> um, he's from uh, in the Portland area. Oh, okay. But uh, what happened is he really, uh, he's <laughs> really, really, <laughs> yeah, he's brother Earl is the Adelaide King. Right <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just hit mute, brother? Yeah, you could hit mute right now. <laughs> you know, when you panic, you deserve this. <laughs> but anywho, uh, Richard uh, Defutis, uh, what he I don't know if he was a cat burglar or a regular burglar, you know, but um, he decided to break into someone's house and um. Steal some of their valuables, <laughs> but um, that's not even the bad. There's part. a twist. <laughs> oh god! The twist is Richard decides to take off all his clothes, bucket naked, and get in bed with a couple. <laughs> Public hair. A couple. Um, not uh, not a man. Oh, god. not just a woman. Oh god. A man and a woman. They're both in the bed. So both he decides up. to hop in the bed, sleeping. So he gets on Butt top. Naked. Gets Butt on naked. top of the man. Has a knife, right? You said on top of him. On top of him with a knife. What a knife! Oh, and the only with the I'm I'm assuming the man probably was in a dead sleep, so (laughs) he probably maybe thought it was his wife. And the only reason he woke up is because Richard kissed him. Richard, (laughs) come on, Richard. 
So uh, then the, guy, the homeowner then grabs his gun, you know, they go a little tussle and they, you know, but they have video of this and I know Soldier will play a little clip of it, but Richard is now in police custody. Um, <laughs> Richard deserves life. Yeah. <laughs> the life of the Adeline King. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's a what are you whole doing, way you, to be woken. When you wake up and this man is naked every day that he's in jail, <laughs> some kind of counseling. You, you wake up and a naked man's on top of you with a knife. Because I'm pretty sure Rich, uh, the other guy thought it was his wife. I'm pretty Bro, sure. Because first of all, it's bad enough you broken these people house. Okay, <laughs> you already violated their privacy. But you just got downright disrespectful. <laughs> you, you got naked. butt naked and get in their bed, bro. Like, that just took it to a whole nother level. Of disrespect. You know, Richard's up there with the cereal pooper. <laughs> he is, bro. He's this up might there. even be worse. Because the cereal pooper, he probably was a, it probably was a joke at first, and then it turned into something. He thought it was fun. He uh, got something out of it. But Richard... This man just stole stuff, broke in the house, and then completely get naked and jump in the bed with you. Like, how do you think you gonna get away? Like, you just want to get caught? Like, I'm just trying to figure out like what went through his mind. Like, he's probably on some drugs or something. Let me get in the bed and kiss him. So, I'm, I'm sorry, Richard Defutis, you sir, Adeline King, for the week, for the years. <laughs> The hey, rest man, of 2015, um, he had a lot. We got to do something big, man. The end of the year is coming up. We got to plan something. Man, 2016, yeah, we gotta, we Man, 2015 went by fast, man. It, it, it really did, did, bro. It's like we about to be in November, like bro. Yeah. next week. Next week, November. November. Holiday season is Thanksgiving coming. Thanksgiving is coming, dog. And Christmas. New Year's. It's like, where did... I feel like I blanked, and we was went from May to... September to now, yeah, almost November. And this school year's been going by fast. I looked up and report cards were due. I'm like, what? We've been, been in school nine, nine weeks. weeks? <laughs> hey, man, you gotta tell that story real quick before we close out, brother. Uh, about my boy. <laughs> I won't. I won't say his name for his privacy. Yeah, we'll call him Student uh, Boy, Student B. Student B is a boy. So Student B has been acting up. Student B's been acting up pretty bad. Okay, and uh, <laughs> he, I mean, like, bro, I can't even turn my back from Student B. Like. If I send him to the bathroom, I guarantee you he's in there playing. Um, he does stuff like he farts in class, bro. And like, it stinks. It really does. <laughs> it really does. Um, actually, I remember some girls complaining about him, right? They're like, he keeps farting. But this time he wasn't farting. He just kind of smells like that. And now he's just a stinky little boy, all right? So uh, he's just always doing bad stuff. Picking with students, but saying they're picking with him. So I just got tired. I called his mom after a while. You know, I had talked to him. I tried to use that approach of, look, man, because, you know, I felt like he had it rough at home. You know, I'm here for you if you need me. He cries like I really got through him. He got through to him and said something deep. So I'm like, man, I'm getting through to this guy. Keeps doing bad stuff. So report card time came. <laughs> Keeps doing bad. All right. Now, you know about elementary report cards. They get a grade, but they also get a behavior report. Mm. So like, you know, um, E is excellent. S is satisfactory, which means they have a little stuff to work on. But, you know, it's not horrible. N is uh, needs improvement. And you try not to give U's. Um, it's like, you know, yeah. You try not to give that. Unreachable. Either. Yeah, but needs improvement is, you know, it's still almost being nice. But see, Student B's mom is a church lady. She don't play that. He acting up in school and stuff. She said, I believe in whooping bad kids. You know, so mm -hmm. he got his report card, bro. They all lined up getting ready to leave. They opening them up all excited. Student B drops to his knees. <laughs> in, in, the, in the middle of class. In the middle of class, bro, and is crying. I mean, like, bawling, crying. 
I'm like, what's wrong? I need improvement on everything. <laughs> so he's crying. I said, I like pull his report card. No, like I said, like I didn't know like what was in there. Like I'm the one that put it in. So right. I said, oh, let me go through this. Oh, let's see. Obey's rules. Oh, yeah, you need improvement. Uh, follows rules uh, or respect students and teachers. Yep, need improvement. I go down the list. I'm like, hey, man, this this is true, okay? All We're of it. it. Yeah, we'll get better next report card. <laughs> so he decides not to bring his report card back the next day. So I know he didn't give it to his mom. Mm-hmm. So I give them the story about when I hid mine from my parents. Just to let them know I've been there. Give him another day. I said, look, I'm going to give you a chance to be honest with me. I know you didn't take this home. But if you don't bring it back tomorrow, I'm going to call your parents. He still didn't bring it back. So I know he didn't call his parents. So I just waited. Nice time in class. Told everybody be quiet. You know, hush. I have a phone call to make. Made a phone call. <laughs> To his mom during class where everybody was during there. class, bro. He dropped his head down, cried again. Mom found out he didn't that she didn't uh, get that report card. So this is says student B's probably not having a good weekend. Yeah. Yeah, having the worst weekend ever. Student B, yeah. student B, get yourself together. Yes. See you Monday. See you, see you Monday. All right, y'all. We gonna get out of y'all hair. Appreciate the time that y'all took to listen and tune in, share and comment. We definitely appreciate the love. But just piggybacking off of what Ross said, please dialogue with us. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, support the brothers, man. We trying to make sure that we uh, stay relevant for y'all, and we enjoy doing this each week. So, however we can improve, you know, let us know. Words of wisdom. Oh, words of wisdom. No sex before marriage. No drinking and driving. And no shacking if you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Bye bye. Y'all be blessed. Aight. Deuce.